Hello and welcome to another Future of Real Estate podcast with me, Damien Wilde. Overseas investment into UK real estate may not have roared back in Q3, but it was back nonetheless. And after a pretty dismal Q2, we should be thankful for that. And not just in London either. There were important inward investment deals in Birmingham and Edinburgh too. After a year so disrupted with COVID, it's vital that that picks up further in 2021. But given the macro challenges we face, it may be wrong to take that as a given. Someone who understands these dynamics better than most is Lord Grimstone of Boscobel. Minister for Investment jointly at the Department for International Trade and the Department for Business, Energy and Industrial Strategy since March this year, he arrived with impressive private sector credentials. He was previously chairman of Barclays Bank and chairman of Standard Life Aberdeen. In this podcast, we talk about the need for investment, the importance government places on real estate in playing a role, And in the week where negotiations are reaching a critical stage, we touch on Brexit too. There's a little bit of background noise in this recording. Lord Grimstone's office is close to Downing Street and there were some lively scenes outside. Lord Grimstone, thank you for joining EG today. It's been such a challenging year for for everybody and a costly one for the public finances too. Um, Yet investment is vital to the UK's economic success. Is the government looking to the private sector to help fund investment? Well, you're absolutely right in saying that um, investment is is vital to the UK. We have the largest stock of foreign investment of any country in the OECD. Um, And it's very important to us in in three ways. Um, One, because of the economic flows. Um, Two, because um, foreign invested companies tend to be more productive than non-foreign invested companies. And three, because foreign invested companies are a source of innovation. So effectively, we get three kickers when foreign investment comes into the UK. And of course, that is private investment. And it's that private investment that we need to stimulate the economic recovery going forward. Okay, so a a preference for overseas investment investment rather than domestic there? Well, they both both run alongside um, (laughs) each other. And and often, of course, um, once an overseas company has been here for a while, it becomes so assimilated into the UK, and it almost feels like UK investment. But of course, we want UK companies to invest as as well. But I say, I come back to the point that overseas companies are also a source of, of innovation and productivity. Okay, and um, you've got a, a long history of um, <clears throat> working in government, working in the private sector as well, in the financial services industry. And a long-standing interest in, in, in UK-China relations and UK-India relations as well. Do you see investment coming from that part of the world? It's been strong in the past. Well, I think we have to recognise that the investment landscape is going to look very different post, post, post-COVID. And one of the things that we're doing here in pulling together our investment strategy is to scan that landscape and, of course, to identify is where are there um, investable funds that want to invest or could be encouraged to invest in the um, in the rest of the UK. Um, um, and that comes from many, many parts of the world. But it's a question then of matching the funds from those places, of course, to the opportunities. OK. And opportunities, vital, of course. Where, where are those priorities and those opportunities? Well, of course, real estate. I mean, I know that's of great interest to um, your 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 listeners. Um, is 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 very important. 
Um, a lot of the money that's come into the UK traditionally um, has gone into real, real estate. And that's very important to us because, of course, it provides jobs. I think the construction industry, the latest figures I saw, um, um, represent about 2.4 million jobs in the UK and contribute 6% of, of our GDP. Well, we always think of financial services as being one of our absolutely key industries in the UK. I would like to suggest on those figures that the construction industry too is one of our key industries in the UK. And that would be music to our listeners' ears uh, there. And I wonder too whether um, government sees real estate investment as, a, as an enabler of economic and social prosperity as well. I think it absolutely does, um, particularly, of course, um, investment in the regions. Um, I think real estate investment um, is one of the quickest ways to bring um, economic benefit, economic activity um, as part of our levelling up levelling up strategy. Um, because at the end of the day, you know, all investment, all productivity is located in a place. And what does, what does a place need to become a home for investment? It needs real estate. So there is a very, very strong symbiosis between real estate investment and the other forms of economic activity that come in its train. Yes, yeah. Um, it is a long-term um, project and a long-term return as well. And we have we do have some short-term needs and some medium-term needs. It's going to be quite tricky to to balance that, isn't it? Um, it is. Um, I mean, balancing, of course, is the is the job of the government, both at um, central level and at local government level. Um, and you have to balance within the um, within what you might call the realms of practicality. Um, you, you, you can take a horse to water with investment, but you can't make it drink. And investors are always thinking about what is the USP of this area? Um, what is this area going to be like going forward? What will be the impact of this investment? Because it's through, it's through that, that analysis and that thinking that one ends up with good, strong, new, innovative investment. Okay, and going into the um, into the new year, it's going to be a very different environment post transition, post COVID. We've seen um, vaccines starting to be rolled out this week. I'm sure you are you are optimistic um, going into that new year. But wh where do you think the um, the acceleration will come from? The acceleration of recovery. I think the main thing that I am hoping for is a progressive removal of uncertainties. Um, if the one thing that holds back investment, it is uncertainties. And we have been living through, all of us, a particularly uncertain time um, over, the last, over the last two or three years. Um, part of that's been geopolitical. Um, a lot of it, of course, is health-related, you know, with, the, with the shocking um, um, COVID pandemic, you know, the worst thing that has happened to the world um, in, my, in my lifetime. And, and part of it is, you know, just due to the fact the world has been in transition and now hopefully is going to settle down again. But my wish, of course, is for those uncertainties to be progressively shut down, because if you remove those uncertainties, we would increase the propensity of people to invest. And it will, it will feel like a, a different world. I think, you know, I think, as you say, one of the most challenging periods of, um, of all our lifetimes, if not the most challenging. But th those investment priorities, I wonder if you think 
that they'll look very different. Sustainability has been moving up the agenda for some time. It's an absolute priority for investors. Do you, do you see that as a, as a changed environment come the new year? Well, I've got no doubt that one of the um, impacts of the um, COVID pandemic has been to accelerate trends that were perhaps already present in the economy. Um, and I would put amongst those trends matters such as, of course, working from home, um, something which has been, I think, is developing as a trend. The use of technology, um, absolutely accelerated by, by, by um, COVID. Um, and of course, and perhaps most of all, the attention towards net zero, sustainability and green investment. Um, I mean, the slogan, um, build back better, you know, slips easily off the tongue, but I think it has absolutely real substance because the businessmen I talk to, the people I talk to are committed to making sure that as we come out of the pandemic, things are better. And there is nowhere perhaps more important than that than in the built environment. Okay, build back better at a real government proposal priority, as is levelling up, which you touched upon. And do you think that um, that inve those investor priorities will match government priorities in looking for an real estate investment opportunities outside London? Um, I think they will. Um, I think that people have now um, become absolutely attuned to the fact that many of the best investment opportunities in the UK are outside London. Of course, it's not that London isn't a great city. But we have many other great cities as well. Um, the cost structures may be different in those other cities. They are different. The skill sets may be different. They are different. But you often find in these cities absolute packets of innovation, um, often built around a strong university or a strong you know, further education um, institute. And, each, and that gives you diversity. And of course, investors also love diversity. Um, they love investing in different parts of the United Kingdom because of the portfolio effect that diversity gives them. Okay. And having worked across government and having worked um, in, you know, many well-known uh, establishments in the, in the city as well, I think real estate doesn't always feel terribly well understood by, by perhaps the city or, or by government. Do you, do you have any advice for it that, that could, it could help itself with its, its own profile? Um, I, would, oh, I would disagree with you, it's not, it's not well understood. I mean, I think in some ways you could say that real estate is one of the easiest investment classes to invest in <coughs> because you have, you have security, you have substance, and, and when, you have, when you have tenants, you have sustainability. And of course, it has a, a great opportunity to drive sustainability through, through real estate and through, and through construction. I think the other thing I would say is, of course, is that our need for infrastructure is, is always changing and real estate has to evolve to match that change. And when I talk to investors around the world at the moment, I'm seeing considerable investor appetite for, in real estate for life sciences real estate, for logistics real estate, and that's just you know, part of the, of the pattern of the cycles of economic activity. 
Okay. And, uh, you know, th thinking about, um, you know, the, the new year and the uh, and Q2 and the conversations you're having with overseas investors, is, is the UK still as far up there, far up their list of priority destinations as it, as it was, do you think? I'm sure it is. I mean, they, the UK, of course, we all know the, you know the advantage of the UK in terms of the skill sets here, you know, the, the, the innovation, um, the opportunities here, our low tax rates, um, et cetera, et cetera. But I think people are um, excited about the new UK that is emerging post the European Union. And for example, the network of free trade network, the, the network of free trade agreements that we are putting together, because we very much see the United Kingdom at the centre of that of that web of free trade agreements going forward, provide great opportunities for business and thus great opportunities for real estate. Okay, well, that's a, a good rousing note to end on. Uh, Lord Grimstone, thank you very much for joining us. Thank you very much. Enjoyed it.